TMO to go for the week of June 13th, 2005. Greetings, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is TMO to go. This is the inaugural edition. I'm Dave Hamilton. I'm here with John Braun. Hi, John. Evening, Dave. And we will come to you on a weekly basis talking about all things Mac. John and I are geeks from way, way back. Oh, yes. uh, yes. Bulletin boards. The bulletin board days. That's right. Yeah. And modems. Yeah. What's a modem, John? (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. and the, but they were on apples. They were on apples, apple twos, but apples is, as they were. So that and dates us a bit. John and I have, yes, but we've grown up and arguably have real jobs now, at least uh, some people might think so. I'm president of the TMO, president of the Mac Observer and Backbeat Media. John is in the Fortune 500 business in the R&D department. And that creates a unique opportunity to uh, interact with a corporate IT department, especially uh, for Mac issues. It's, uh, well, a lot of you won't be surprised at how that goes, but um, still have some Macs in in the company that I work for. Got to have them somewhere. Yeah, mostly the designers and all that, and the R&D group, because they uh, they give us a bit more latitude, but for uh, for the people that they... uh, you know, they want to lock down their desktop. They uh, tend to go for the Windows thing. Oh, well. There you go. So John and I are going to come talk to you each week. And uh, we decided we do it this way with a podcast. It's easier for yeah. us. And frankly, it's easier for you. Yeah, we'd prefer to come over and, you know, kind of hang out with all of you and, you know, put our feet up on the table and, uh, you know, but, you know, we, you know, put the glasses on the table without the coasters, leave the seat up, all the, all that <laughs> stuff that you wouldn't want us to do, so... So we figure the podcast is a lot more convenient. Plus, it keeps us from having to drive all over the country or the world, as it as the case may be. We're going to come to you and just chat about things, Mac. We'll have some topics written down, and we'll also let some tangents take us as uh, as they normally do when John and I get to chatting about such things. This week, we're going to talk our, our tech topic this week, which is the first thing we'll talk about is uh, something that actually plagued me earlier this week, and I had a massive change of heart, and it involves defragging. I have, in recent years, been telling folks, you don't need to defrag your drive. It's not important. You don't have to do Do it. The OS takes care of things behind the scenes, and frankly, that's all that matters. John, have you felt basically the same way? Well, that's the way I feel. I will say in the past, though... um a similar topic, though, is that I still have some uh, co-workers who insist on partitioning their drive, and that's uh, another thing we could get into. Uh, ah. But I think in the older days, you you did want to defrag because the uh, the drives, you know, were kind of a a mess, and as the data got all spread out and the drives were slow, you know, def- defragging really uh, really gave you a speed boost. Uh, but my position, well, number one is because I've had defraggers not work, and uh, then you have a you know <laughs> a drive that's useless um but also my view is that you know a lot of the drives uh are fast enough where you don't need to do that but i i guess you uh beg to differ on that one well i i used to believe you and i used to agree with you and then i had something happen 
about a week and a half after I installed Tiger. And my processor usage after booting up maybe 30 to 60 minutes after booting up, my processor utilization would go to 100%. And Dude. it was the system taking things over, the update D task. And I started looking around and poking around. And as it turns out, Tiger, and believe it or not, Panther before it, though Panther didn't do nearly as much of this, Tiger actually has a built-in defragger. And what it does mm. is it looks at the files you use most often and defrags them for you, moves them around so that they can continue to be accessed quickly. Great feature. Well, if your drive is too fragmented, it can't do it. And it doesn't give you any noticeable warnings. It just tries and fails and tries and fails and tries and fails and tries and fails ad infinitum. So hmm. I went through all this, finally figured out what was going on, and decided to boot up ProSoft Engineering's Drive Genius. And I ran it through a defrag, and everything has been fine since. Wow. So the moral of the story is, with Tiger anyway, you really do need to keep your drive defragged in general. Maybe we're not talking every week. We're not talking every month. We're probably talking once a year. But we, it does need to happen lest Tiger get uh, spinning out of control. Now, maybe this is – there's certainly a bug here, obviously, and maybe it's something Apple will fix. Maybe they won't. Time will tell. Until then, I like to defrag now. So there you have it. Yeah, and how much uh, free space uh... – is on that drive when this started happening either that, uh, that's a that's an excellent wise, question or... it's an 80 gig drive with four gigs free okay all so right not you, not you see where probably I'm going. not enough free space yeah you see where i'm going with this so I, I think do. you know if you have a lot of free space then, then i would imagine that you know fragmentation is not an issue but as you start you know uh, well, especially if things are spread out. So, uh, so yeah, that may that may have been the thing that uh, that I'm caused sure the that problems. contributed to it. Absolutely. Yeah, I had a few things after I did Tiger. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that. So, I had one thing. I'm still uh, I'm still trying to track this down. But I had this happen this morning, where I noticed my drive was just churning and churning and churning, and the process responsible. Um, I actually ran the activity monitor off of the uh, menu meters. Uh, yeah. Thing. Um, uh, something called Find, and I'm not sure why it's running and why it's clobbering my hard drive. I got I got to look on that. I eventually, I just let it finish up. I, and, and the problem is trying to find information on Find. Well, find is a, a Unix utility, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it almost seemed like it was indexing because it was. As yeah, far as I, it, I would think it was indexing, and and my gut would say maybe it was Spotlight. However. I've not seen Spotlight use the find command. I've seen it use the, its own utilities, but I've never seen it use find, though it could be. Yeah, there, there's some, uh, i got to track that down. So that's a, uh, that may be a topic for a future, future, future show. Chat. And you mentioned um, menu meters, so without getting too deep into it, I will put a link to menu meters in the show notes. And, uh, excellent. We're here. Uh, we said we'd go off on a tangent. Let's take one. Eh, Why don't you tell cool. them about menu meters, John? Menu meters, that's... Um, I've done a, uh, you know, actually, I think I did a, a Monday's Mac Gadget. This is um, actually Monday's column Mac that Gadget I write. And of course, MacObserver.com. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Can't forget that. <laughs> no, Menu no, no. Meters My gives PR you... guy tells me I need to say that a lot, so there you go. Okay. 
<laughs> so menu meters, uh, what it does is it gives you a lot of information about what's happening with your system, and it puts it in the menu bar, and it does it with, I, I would say, probably as little real, it, it's very elegant, as little real estate as possible, um, but it tells you what's going on. So there's one for drives. I have it set up so it has, you know, a green light and a red light to, to show uh, reading and writing. Uh, there's another one that shows network statistics like upload and download bandwidth, and that's uh, that, very that, handy. Really useful. Especially for those um, of us that came from the external modem days and got used to seeing lights flicker for activity. Yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this gives you the throughput, which can tell you, you know, is your provider, you know, or the, you know, the server that you're talking to, you know, how, how's it going? Uh, I mean, I find it, you know, especially when there's a server I know is close, it, it just... Uh, you know, makes me confident that I am getting. Uh, um, I'm on a cable modem. Uh, probably, probably more interesting for uh, people on DSL where you get an advertised uh, maximum bandwidth to see. Although now cable modems are coming it. with advertised bandwidth too. The the one yeah. I have is coming with with fixed bandwidth up and down, and it's it's actually advertised by the cable company. So oh yeah okay yeah, yeah I'll have to check. Uh, I'm with uh, Optimum Online, and I've yeah Optimum Online is supposed to be one of the fastest, and they don't advertise their speeds. Yeah, I've I've seen not all the time, but I have uh, gotten up to a megabyte, uh, not megabits, megabyte a second. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's pretty good, but usually in the the hundreds of k per second, so that makes me happy. So that's good. So back to menu meters, it so shows um, the third thing it shows is RAM uh, available and free. That's a good one, and then it also has a process meter. I happen to have it showing a running graph, and then it also shows a percentage. So. Um, that's probably how you knew that there was something coming up 100%. In uh, fact, that's the only way I knew. And mm -hmm. if you're not running menu meters, you'd likely have no concept that your system was running at full tilt the whole way through. So I'll put a link to menu meters in the show notes, and you can check it out for yourself. It's well worth having. Everyone I've shown it to, even even non-geeks, love the thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing that I had chewing processor, and I've uh, disabled it, and it does seem they're going to update it, but as soon as I installed Tiger, Virus. I saw, and this was actually on my G5, uh, both processors were going at it 100%. I'm like, what the hell? Virex. Yeah. Well, it's incompatible, right? That. Yeah, so, um, you know, one would think that they'd, you know, kind of come up with a new version before oh, nice. Apple. Yeah, whatever. So uh, that's uninstalled, and if they come up with a Tiger version, that that'd be great. I'm sure they will. I'm sure some. I'm sure someone will. Though I personally don't use any antivirus software. Um, I, I I roll those dice, and I'm happy to do so. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a topic of much debate, and we may dig into this a little later. But um, I would say that you know OS X for almost any uh, unlike Windows for the most part, uh, anything you want to do that has any sort of drastic impact on the system, it asks you for your admin password. Yeah. Um, Windows and also being a uh, Windows developer, I know that uh, you know a lot of programs in the Windows world uh, can just kind of do whatever they want without letting the user know what the heck's going on, as evidenced by the tons of uh, malware and spyware and all oh, that stuff. Though don't, they're don't get me started. Especially those in... <laughs> that's a that's a tangent off of our tangent here. So yeah, okay. Help help me refocus. <laughs> where, where are we going next? Well, get, getting back on track, uh, we started talking about Tiger. Tiger is new. Uh, it's got a couple of new. It's got a lot of new features actually. Um, but there was one that uh, that you had mentioned you wanted to talk about, and and I believe that was widgets. So I'll, I'll let you take it from there, John. Absolutely. So um, you know, there's there's a little um, 
actually this Monday's Mac Gadget. We'll talk about some of the widgets in, in greater detail. That's um, Monday's Mac Gadget at MacObserver.com. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we saw the demo from Steve, you know, at the recent Macworld of, uh, you know, of Dashboard, which includes things called widgets. Now, of course, there's a confabulator also did something uh, similar, and that, that can get no big heated discussion, but we're going to move along here. And... Um, the widgets, you know, the built-in ones were really nice. You know, the weather and the stocks and the traffic, which especially for the Northeast, I-95 is a source of all sorts of traffic nightmares. But then I started searching around for, uh, you know, just looking for something for a Mac gadget, and I found a whole bunch of really, really neat widgets. And I I, I initially saw it as like, eh, ho-hum, you know, there's not a lot there. But the developer community is really, people are really coming up. They've grabbed some really cool yeah. stuff. It, it's actually amazing, um, the grassroots widget development efforts. Yeah, and uh, right now Apple, um, within the last week, have put it on their uh, Apple.com homepage, yep. the top 10 widgets, and uh, there are a whole bunch of resources out there. Um, so the one thing I did notice, though, is that after, after I downloaded a few, I'll, I'll get to the widgets themselves, but, you know, I downloaded a few, and, you know, some were stinkers. You know, you want to try them out, and I'm like, oh, how do I get rid of them? Uh, you know, having a high... You know, quotient here. I was able to figure it out. Well, I basically used Spotlight, found them, found where they lived. I, they're in the user directory somewhere, and um, basically threw them away. But they didn't go away right away. They stayed in the, uh, uh, they and stayed around in the dashboard area. And I'm like, yeah, it's not that good. Did, uh, yeah, or, or uh, reboot. You know, whatever. Or, I thought, reboot, oh, let's reboot just to be safe. You know. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah, re relaunch the talk. I think would have done the same thing. But I'm like, okay, the, this is a problem. It's out of sync. It's it's going to get confused. So a lot of times in that case, I'll do a reboot, which I've noticed they're a lot faster with Tiger. Much um, faster. Anyways, I don't know if it's caching something or what. But anyways, I'm like, you know, this this is not good. Um, Apple may address this issue about getting rid of them, but in the meantime, there's something called Widget Manager, which is a uh, pref pane that goes in your system preferences. And basically lets you enable, disable, throw away, and also uh, do a, a restart. Um, so that's a, a great thing to manage your uh, widgets until uh, you know Apple decides to come up with a better management technique. Wow! So it gives you like checkboxes where you can pick and choose widgets. Exactly. Wow! Now, do, can you control Apple's widgets too, or just the third-party ones? As a matter of fact, it shows apples, and it shows a little apple next to the apple-provided ones. And let me try this here. Okay. All right. And it seems here, I'm doing it live now, you cannot, with this version, disable the apple ones. So, okay. All right. Well, at least it shows them um, to you. So. Yeah, well, actually, that's because I'm looking here. It shows the directory. These are all in the high-level library widgets directory, and then the user ones are the user directory. So maybe they're kind of nervous about digging around in the uh, system library. Yeah, well, it could be a thing uh, where if you're not authenticated, it won't let you remove things from the yeah. the high-level library directory. Yeah, so it's um all right. So that's great for managing, and a few of the ones that I really had a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, any with, any uh, favorite widgets? That's right. I was just going to ask. Absolutely. Um, uh, the, these will be covered in the gadget, but but the ones that caught my eye. Um, well, first there's one that I didn't write about, but I noticed, and I'm running on a regular basis. Uh, Sysstat. And I actually saw that when I was at your place last. Yep. Um, this shows you a whole ton of stuff about your system. It's it's a nice, uh, it's comprehensive, so a little different from the uh, the menu meters, but it'll show you uh, CPU statistics, memory statistics, a lot of things that are in the activity monitor, um, which is buried in the utilities somewhere. 
It'll show like you know virtual memory, meters, but a little more in depth. Yeah, yeah, it'll show uh, you know virtual memory, page in, uh, hard drive statistics. Your uh, and it'll show you your internal network. and external IP. That was a neat trick. I'm like, oh, how did it know? I mean, there's, uh, <laughs> and I got to figure out how it knows that. I mean, it, through yeah, it's available. Uh, I don't know if it pulls it out of the wireless router or what, but that's, that's no, a good. It's probably trick. checking, you know, what is my IP.com or something. Huh. All it's right, got to be yeah. checking something. Because it shows something. my local and it shows the one that's assigned to my wireless space. Um, yeah. And then it shows processes, uh, the top four processes, so you can see what's chewing your time. So that one's pretty cool. Um, the others that caught my eye, there was, um, there's one, and, and you can read more about these, but there's one called Marquee, which will uh, show you a movie marquee, very nicely done. Um, you type in your zip code, and it shows you all the movies that are playing. Uh, oh, like movie you. listings? Yes. Very Yeah, cool. so it'll tell you, you know, when they're playing for that day, the times they're playing, the theaters in your area. So that's kind of neat. Oh, that's great. You know, since you shouldn't sit in front of your computer all day, you should get out a little bit. And, and look at bigger screens. Theater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing called Fonsi, and that shows you, um, basically shows you font samples, which is really nice. Um, if you, uh, you know, especially for, you know, some of the designer types who have a whole boatload of fonts and may not know what one looks like, this lets yep. you do that. Cool. Um, it lets you scroll through them. It also has like a little kind of slideshow thing so you can um, sit there and watch your fonts scroll by. Oh, very one. cool. It could take a while. Uh, and then another one for, uh, you know, people that want to know what's happening. Uh, this wouldn't be at the theaters, but this would be, you know, probably in another room in your house. Um, what's on TV? So there's another one. It'll uh, let you, uh, in my case, it lists my cable network, and I'm sure it can also list broadcast networks. Sure. You tell it where you are, and it shows you what's on TV for the next uh, next couple hours. Very cool. i got to check so, that one uh, out, too. That's cool. Yeah, so so a lot of neat stuff out there. And, again, the, the only uh, one I've found. Community. Uh oh yes. go ahead. Sorry. Oh, but, no, but yeah, I just, just want to reiterate. <laughs> just want to reiterate that you know developers uh, I'll, I'll have to explore i haven't looked at how to develop these but i would um uh imagine that's pretty straightforward um, i understand you know, they look to all have a common theme you know a lot of them you click the little eye and they flip over and do that very nicely and uh, uh so i'm sure there are a lot of restrictions as to what they can do uh, yeah most of them do something on the network now i still have uh Ah, what is it? Little Snitch. That's another thing oh. I did in the past. That's a nice little – well, I like it. Um, <laughs> I've seen it, it can get overwhelming trouble. for some it, people. It's one of those things. If you know what you're doing, it can help a lot. If you don't know yes. what you're doing, what it is is it's effectively a, a very basic firewall, if you will. It lets you know what traffic is coming in and out of your Mac and and, and then asks you if you want to let it actually happen or not. If you don't know what you're doing, it can actually cause you more confusion than good. But yes, yeah, I know what I'm doing, so I, I like it because it, um, you know, I just want to make sure that there's nothing communicating unless I know about it, and uh, oh, that, that lets you do that. Um, the one thing that it has a big problem with, and then I'll hand it back to you, Dave, is uh, Skype seems to establish a whole bunch of uh, UDP and other connections. Absolutely. Um, and uh, for that one, I just say okay connect to whatever you want because it, it you got to let it do its it, thing it asks too many questions um yeah. but for other things and some of the widgets that go out you know to get you know movie information or tv information or weather information um you know you just set it up once and then you're done with it there you go so i've i've chewed enough time uh no, I think that's, with that's the widgets so the helpful. widgets are 
yeah. are fun. Um, yeah, the one the one widget I like to with? use. I'm I'm moving in twelve days, and I've been using the countdown widget for the last month <laughs> or so to let us know how many days we have until we move. And uh-huh. I, I don't know that it's actually a good thing, but it feeds into my obsessive personality. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, <laughs> be, be that as it may. Well, we've almost used up our time here. Before we go, we uh, there was one bit of, of minor news in the Mac community this past week. I figured John yeah, and I well, have, have refrained from chiming in too publicly on this, and, and now it's it's time to, to at least ask you what your thoughts are about this thing about Apple using Intel processors. What do you um, think? I'm really not that shocked, and... Maybe it's uh, maybe it's just that I've worked with the uh, you know the predecessor to OS ten next step yeah um, on an Intel chip so to me it's not a big deal um, it's it's technically feasible um, it was interesting and you know through various uh, unnamed sources you know um, you know I knew that Apple was doing something with Intel internally I mean they'd right. be silly not to. Um, But, you know, the OS has always and the tools have always had the capability. So um, and, you know, looking at the direction IBM was taking, you know, as far as uh, delivering uh, not so much the uh, the desktop processors, which I'd say, you know, they're uh, you know, I'm very happy with my uh, dual G5. I mean, it's it's the the fastest system uh, of any type that I've used. Um, Yep. Some people will say I'm delusional, but no, it's it's a fast chip. It's a great architecture, but it's it's a power hog. And uh, I think the deal breaker, well, one is that they made Steve look silly by promising three gigahertz and not delivering. You know, that wasn't a Steve thing. Sorry, it was an IBM thing. And uh, number two, there's uh, nothing in a portable form factor that's, uh, you know, uh, not going to melt your your lap. Agreed. <laughs> so yep. I think that was really it. There's there's nothing wrong with the uh, the chip, but they're they're not going in the right you know the right direction, especially portables. I mean, I love my PowerBook G4, but it's a G4. Yeah, I I agree. My 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 feeling on it, and I posted a little bit of this on my personal blog, was though the industry has made a big deal about what brand processor is in your computer, and they've actually made it seem like that matters. Other than them making a big deal out of it, it really doesn't matter. If you think about it, do you even know what brand processor runs your car? And that obviously is far more critical than what runs your computer because if your car's Mm -hmm. processor breaks down, well, it may not feed the right fuel to the engine. It may not shift properly. But would you care if, say, your Beamer used the same brand chip as a Hyundai? Does it matter? No, you care how they build around that chip right so yeah. yeah to me it's uh to me though the important thing is that it has to be a mac and you know agree so some people were speculating it's going to be a pc no it is not going to be a pc it's going to be a mac with an intel chip inside yeah of it. Though, though there are reports that the the developer release of os x86 as it's being called do run on bare bones pcs without any special bios now i doubt that that will be the case with the release version knowing apple otherwise they'd be out of the hardware business entirely and but. they still make a good chunk of change off of that part oh yeah of business. that's big business yeah 
Um, so yeah, I see that you know you're going to have like the slash dot crowd or people like me and you are going to figure it out more probably for an intellectual challenge. Yipper. You know, but same people were hacking Xboxes to make cheap Linux boxes. You're going to get that population that's going to try to hack it. Of course. Um, and and, and I'm Apple, sure they will find a way to. They have always found a way in the past. In fact, they found a way to run Mac OS on x86 chips without the processor being in there. So, you know, or the, pro or the mm -hmm. OS being built for the processor. So, yeah. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not too concerned. I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's not the chip that's inside though. I mean, there are some things like Altavec was a nice feature in the, in the, uh, power PC architecture. And there may be some applications that took advantage of it where they're going to have to figure out how to do the corresponding thing. Yeah. Um, you know, there are those that are, you know, the sky is falling, the Osborne effect, and I think that's that's BS, too. Actually, if anything, I would buy a Mac with a PowerPC now because, you know, there are going to be some problems. You got it. I yeah, would much rather isn't have... going to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I would uh, I would buy a, a G5 if I didn't already have a dual G5. I would buy a G5 system now. Yeah, or and a G4 I think we'll see now some... Because you know everything's I think we'll see work. some new G5 systems from Apple. Uh, oh yeah! In, in the next year, here some some revisions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, I mean, uh, IBM is not feeling too good right now, but I think they still have to contractually deliver. Absolutely, you know, a few more chips until the switch. Yeah, well, it's good for and, them to uh, sell what they're making. So, yeah. all right, yep. folks. Well, thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. John, thanks for joining me. Of course, I'm joining John too. We'll be doing this together every week. So. Good night, folks. Hey. Thanks again. See you next week.